Hi there, and welcome to another episode of A2Z, where the A2 stands for Ann Arbor and the Z stands for Zebra. Zebra. I went to the Detroit Zoo recently and I had a great time. I saw an orangutan and it reminded me of you, Charlie. Well, thank you. Um, I am actually on a, uh, a new diet plan, uh, doing my best to kind of mimic the physique. Uh-huh. And you're eating only, is it, you're eating only oranges and Rogaine? <laughs> yeah, the only things I'm allowed to eat are oranges and Rogaine. And you know what's, what's crazy is um, I actually I have trouble peeling the oranges, so they cut little squares out of them. And I, and I, I you know, get, get in there with my hands and like really, really uh, get, get the fruit part out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you really are, and you've stopped wearing all clothes, I've noticed. Well, I have to wear underwear around the mayor's office. Mm. And I thought this was going to be a problem, but Mayor Jenkins was like, mm, if you've got it, flaunt it, do it to it, my little buddy. He is so, such a supportive mayor. He's so nice to me. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, I'm really, yeah, looking for that, that sweet, sweet orangutan, Bob, though. <laughs> On that note, welcome to the first, or I'm sorry, the third episode of A2Z. The podcast where me, your host, Eugene Wolf, and your co-host, Charlie Watts, both representatives of the mayor's office, interview fascinating, interesting, um, I believe in the last episode we called it a mosaic. Right now I'm thinking more of a patchwork. Ooh, like a quilt. A little bit like a quilt. Mm. The quilt that makes up our town of Ann Arbor, Michigan. I like it. A great town where all the businesses are fronts for lovers and all the... People wearing masks are phantom the opposite types. Yeah, true. Every time you see someone with a mask, you're like, I want to see you take that off. And then mm-hmm. they take it off and, and you're like, I want to see that back on. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, it's like the opposite of future. It's like oh, past. Yeah. Mask on. Mask on. <laughs> Fuck it, mask on. Yeah. Wow. Eugene, um, how's planning for your wedding going? Wow, it is going so well. Um, we've set a date. What's the date? Um, the date is uh, September 11th, 2018. <laughs> My invitation hasn't come yet. Yeah. Um, well, we kind of figured people wouldn't really forget. You know, I will actually... I, I, I remember, like, you know, people around the office saying, I think, I, I think we know the date of Eugene's wedding. And I said, well, if there's one thing I'm never going to do, it's forget the date of Eugene's wedding. Absolutely. What's your theme? Do you have a kind of like a wedding theme? Um, it's just uh, flowers and, and ponies. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I always thought you'd do good with like a metropolis type theme. Mm-hmm. You know, the I, I see where you're leading us. Um, I think that would be really tasteful on the day. Just, you know, think about it. Yeah. I don't know a lot of people that have city-themed weddings, so really think about some of the stuff you're putting out there, Charlie. Um, All right. It's not what we're trying to represent here at the mayor's office. We're not about making cheap jokes. You're right. You're right, Eugene. You know, every day I come in here and I just think to myself, I should make some cheap jokes. But then I think that's not the example Eugene Wolf has been setting since day one. Absolutely not. And so we've set our we've set our date. Um, everything is is really coming together. I've actually. Are you? I've just been hearing around the office. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm. that your wedding planner has been kind of tough to work with. Yeah, so um, my fiance has asked her best friend since childhood, Jay, to be our wedding planner. And he, while also being possibly one of the most beautiful men I've seen in my entire life, is I actually really high maintenance with, with our wedding. It's really bizarre. He keeps telling me, if I can't do this, then I don't deserve her. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's because he cares, though, you know? Mm -hmm. He cares so deeply about your relationship with her, Mm -hmm. which I think is very beautiful. I I completely agree, and and, and we've never gotten along better, and so it's all worked out really nicely. That's great. I'm really happy for you. Oh, thank you, Charlie. I really appreciate that. Um, So, last we checked in with you, you weren't really going to class very often. Yeah. You kind of picked back up on that horse? Yeah, I'm actually um, actually going to class um, every single time I have it. I have not missed a class since the last time we were here. And as we established, that's about eight hours a day. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, it's kind of tough, but I don't ever want to go home. Are you? Oh, because of your dog. It's it's now become dogs. The dog brought other dogs in. The dog apparently made some friends, and then like did a little mind meld sort of hive mind thing. Mm. And now all of them follow him as the alpha male. So there's about six or seven dogs living in my house where there used to be six or seven students living. Mm-hmm. And um, Wait a minute. Yeah. The students are gone. My housemates? Yeah. Yes, they fled long ago. Okay. I was going to suggest that this was maybe some kind of Odysseus on Circe's Island type deal. And your dog had turned them into other dogs. No, that would... <laughs> that would Wait be... a minute. Now that I think about it, I kind of just assumed my housemates left. But if I'm thinking about it, that chihuahua does look like my friend, Charles. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say a Mexican name. I'm glad you didn't. I am not a racist. I'm just saying it would have been... They very, just have similar cheekbones. It would have been very contrived for a Mexican student to turn into a chihuahua. It would have been almost like out of an 80s comedy. Look, I'm experiencing this same... Same speed you are, man. Um, well, I'm glad that I feel... I'm, I'm feeling very detached from the whole thing, so it's really been, been nice to like, be able to comment on it around the office and tell everybody what's going on with your life and your dog and your roommates. Do you think my dog is going to turn me into a dog? I think that that would be something really interesting to explore. We've never had a dog work in the office before. and It'd be kind of cute. We do love dogs here in this I could bring you the mail tiny, every day. tiny town of Ann Arbor. What's I could that? bring you the mail every day. Oh, I would. You already do that, though. Yeah, in my mouth. Like, I put it in my mouth and yeah. I kind of... And I have to tell you, every day when you bring it to me in your mouth, you can't eat the mail. I know you like to eat. I love mail. That's why you went to that man uh, manifesto. Yeah, time. that man festival. Yeah. Good memory. Wow. Mm. Oh, it's been a week, so... Yeah, it's true. It's been it's been a long week. It's been a rough week. <laughs> Is that a joke about... Dogs? Yeah. It is now. <laughs> cool. Um, on that note, we'd love to get to our interviewee for today. Mm. Um, she works at the Ann Arbor Public Library, an institution that has served our community for nigh upon many, many, many years. She is there every day. She's behind the desk. Uh, in fact, she is the head librarian at the Ann Arbor Public Library. Please welcome Deborah Cleaning. Thank you. Thank you so much. Deborah, real quick before we get started, could I just make a, like a real quick request? Yeah. Could you not... You see us often. We're often at your library. Mm-hmm. Could you please just not share what Eugene or I have checked out from the library at oh. any point today on our podcast? 
Oh, yes. Everything at the library is completely secret. Cool. I was hoping... It's almost like Vegas. Everything that happens in the library stays in the library. Oh, that's phenomenal because... Um, even well, the, even, even the, the books, even like the, you can't take the books outside of the library because they stay in the library. Yeah, it's a it's a special kind of library where the knowledge that you gain in the library stays in the library. So when the you, books stay in the library. To be a hundred percent clear, when I read a book in your library and I leave, I no longer have the knowledge that I received from that book. You just can't tell anyone about it. Oh, I thought it's maybe you had a man in black style neuralizer. And that you would zap people as they walked as out. Well. No, that's inhumane. Uh, that is true. I'm glad that the library is doing the the, the real work of holding up human rights in our in our in this really, yeah. honestly small town that we've got here. Yeah, we take great pride in treating a human as such, and in letting everyone know that knowledge gained is not knowledge lost. And mm-hmm. even if you can't share it with the world, at least you can share it with yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, Deborah, I hear you came um, to us today because we both work for the mayor's office mm-hmm. and we're in charge of new developments in town um, with a proposal for how the library can be changed or expanded. Um, and I hear it has something to do with uh, local farms. Could you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So farmers have been wanting to learn mm-hmm. and um, we sort of decided that they need to produce food to, you know, maintain their livelihood. And so um, we kind of wanted to change the system around where farmers no longer have to actually grow food anymore. They can just grow their knowledge base and apply the, their uh, business skills elsewhere. So, so they'll come in uh, every Thursday night and slowly but surely... Practice the uh, art of removing crops and not regrowing them. Um, This, this if I'm not mistaken, seems like a farmer retraining program to not be farmers anymore. It sounds like you're, in some sense, to cut off Hanover's food source. Well, you see, this world is becoming much more technologically advanced, and we see the growth of science food. Like Beyond Meat hamburgers are this new type of burger that tastes like meat, but it's not actually meat. It is made from amino acids and plant proteins. Here's and, knowledge um, you gained from being Here's the problem that I have with this. And, and see, if, see if you can fill me in here. At the moment, I can only eat oranges. I can't eat science food. This is a very and specific... Rogaine. And Rogaine. I apologize for, for See, forgetting See, that's a little Rogaine. bit of science food. Yeah, Rogaine. Rogaine is definitely as science-y food as it comes. But also, the only other thing I can eat is oranges. Mm-hmm. And if the farmers are gone... Yes, all the beautiful Ann Arbor orange crop will be decimated. I, I can't tell you how many times this week I have strolled through the Ann Arbor... Uh, orange orchards, mm-hmm. as we all do, as we all do, and and just plucked a nice juicy orange and and you know tried really hard to get into it, but it's it's hard. It's it's Some, hard. You just need a knife sometimes. You need a knife. So where are you going to get your orange from? Is is that's what I'm question. getting from you? The question is, if you get rid of all these farmers, what is going to happen to Ann Arbor's incredible orange orchards? They'll die. Um, and but then, then in and turn, then, I will die. 
well, or have to go back to eating normal food. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now if, to, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, Eugene, please. I love hearing you talk. Deborah, it seems to me like maybe you are lashing out at the general replacement of physical books with ebooks, and you're trying to do the same with other, other aspects of our lives. Um, is there a way that we can solve this kind of issue? Yeah, I, I hate to see it, Eugene. You hate to see the new techie tech world here at the library. I mean, it's just, I feel immersed in mm-hmm. reality. Yeah, and you've done a great job of making things seem authentic. I mean, when I open a, a book at the library, it, I, it slams open on a table and a cloud of dust flies out. And yeah, sometimes, and I sometimes I hear an old a, spooky whispered voice in the background. Sometimes a fairy will pop out and say, Absolutely. Hello, it's me. The book fairy. Yes. The book fairy. Hey, would you like me to pull out your tooth? Hey, just kidding, not that kind of fairy. So, yeah, yeah it's she's a, a real prankster. Yeah, she's she's she, real silly. When did you hire silly. her again? Oh, she just came by the office one time. Oh, actually, hold on, she just flew in here. Um, oh, hello, everyone. My name's Trisha. Wow, Trisha. Um, I think your boss might have something to say to you. Trisha, please, not here. Not here, Trisha. They like their teeth. They like to smile, okay? Let them keep going. They need their teeth to record the podcasts, okay? Hey, hey, oh, get, away from, get away from my mouth. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Hey, stop it. Let me poke at it, please. It gives me faith. No, I need these for oranges. And I need them for... Kissing. Well, yeah, for kissing. His fiance. We're kissing anymore. I thought you were single and old. I'm just one of those two things. Old? Yes, I'm old. Oh, come on, Trisha, not here. It's not funny to make fun of people like that. I'm sorry. I like to keep everything humane, and Trisha just, she brings out the worst in everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, can, you, can you just tell Trisha that this is not Can we open place? a window or something yeah. so Trisha can fly out of here? Just get on out of here. Hold on. We gotta fix that window. Goodbye, everyone. You're so pretty. I'll see you at the library. The first thing we're doing after this is over is we're WD fortying that window because yes. that that sound that was really, really it was painful. very windy outside as well. Yes, nice, yeah. nice. I you love. Know what, you know what that reminded me of? Yeah, Kansas, huh? Wizard of Oz. Oh, just the wind. Hmm? A that book is that one you of could a, have a read favorite at books at the library. Really? Absolutely. But, uh, oh God. I'm breaking my own rule of no sharing knowledge outside of the library. <gasps> Deborah, what happens oh, if you break a rule? Well, you have a nightmare. Um, Wait, oh, delivered you, by the fairy. The fairy delivers a nightmare to yes, you? Yes. Could you, also, you much like two, the BFG with a horn? <gasps> I just shared knowledge I got from the library. Oh, oh you're going to have a nightmare tonight, too. Man, this reminds me of that movie I watched at the library, Nightmare on Elm Street. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. We've all shared knowledge. Wait, so, okay... If Eugene and I are going to have a horrible nightmare tonight, could you tell us anything about, like, could you give us an example what might go down in this nightmare? Because let's be clear, if I know, if I like Wikipedia, the plot of a horror movie before I see it, I'm maybe like a quarter as scared when I watch it. I'm still scared. Don't worry. It's not a horror movie. It's it's your future. Um, My present is almost kind of a nightmare. So, person sitting down outside your porch. Watching the children pass by, and then each each nightmare is different. Something happens with the children. They either make fun of you because you're old. Well, or... that happens to me on a pretty yeah. Daily I do basis. that to Eugene all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I just go by his house, 
just make fun of him while he's sitting but, on his porch. But worse, worse, even worse than the nightmare. If we sh- we've all shared our knowledge, man. We are, we are going to be cursed for the next week. We will only be able to think of things we learned in first grade, and we won't be able to have a conversation beyond our first grade knowledge. When does that start? It starts tomorrow. Oh, cool. I'm still going to class, so that's going to be a problem. Yeah, that is going to be a problem. Charlie, I, I should never have told you about this rule. Because now that you're aware, you'll know what's going on. So I'll be a first grader. I'll have a first grader's mental capacity, but also the knowledge that the reason I have a first grader's mental capacity is because you shared this rule with me? Yes, exactly. Gosh, it's going to be a messed up week. It's going to be so messed up. I'm just come to the library and things will normalize. And it also really? will give me new business and... Is the library kind of a reset? Yeah, is this a complicated it's, ploy it's a to get people to come back to the library in the age of ebooks? Um, I cannot deny that. Have you cursed everyone who has stepped into your library in the hopes that they will come back to the library and uncurse themselves? Are you a witch? A witch, or or a Scooby Doo esque? Sort of villain with a crazy plot. Except we know your real name from the beginning. Um. Yes. Oh my gosh, Charlie. Much like in Scooby-Doo, the bottom half of your body has become like a round blur. And I'm hearing like weird drums for you running. And it sounds like... Wait, guys, Charlie's gone. He's back with his dog. Yeah, guys, uh, Frederico was just in the lobby, and I tried to like run away from him, but I couldn't get away. And um, he's just, I guess, just going to sit in the corner and watch us. Well, that's fine, right? I don't, he does I, don't have, I don't know Frederico very well. Yeah, um, you didn't tell me he had blood red eyes. Yeah, I don't. That happened recently, actually. Um, and also, he's got tally he... marks on his little dog chest. Oh, wow. You There's seven of them. You didn't tell what? me that. For There's seven tally marks. Also, my seven roommates would have loved to see those. Hmm. They're really interested in counting. Uh-oh. Weird. I think the first grade might be beginning. No, I think that's just me. <laughs> well, well, you can come to the library and fix that. Fix my dog problem? And your brain problem. Cool, well... I'll see you right after I this. Love, we love new customers, and we love our old Customer, customers. Customers, you are you selling things at the library, like things a witch might sell, like poultices, herbs, and other. Do you have anything to get rid of? We do have a garden in the back where some of the farmers have been coming. Um, instead of farming their land, they've been coming to the library to farm for for me. Ah. I couldn't keep it a secret much longer. Wait, so your grand scheme this entire time has been having farmers come farm for you instead of farming for themselves because of the dual nature of your magic and your, like... Uh, I have to be honest. This your is, backstory is, this is deeply complicated. This is a convoluted yes. plan. If you are ever going to make an evil Scooby-Doo-esque plot ever again, I imagine... That you should have a plot outline. 
My plot outline is you should so plot clear, your plot. Charlie. I'm a librarian and I'm an expert in books. Don't even dare criticize my ability to make You're a right. plot. I don't know anything about books. You don't know anything. I know everything about books. I know how they feel when you touch them. I know how they feel when you tickle them. I know what their laugh sounds like. I even know what... I know the same thing about women. I even know how no, they don't. pee. Gross. Yes, books are humans and they have to pee. Wait, wait. This is a fascinating theory to be brought up so late in the episode. So on that note, books are humans and they have to pee. Um, we're going to go to a quick ad before coming back for our much vaunted advice segment. Do your children like to play in the backyard? Well, not anymore, because here we're going to be selling crayons to all your kids at Crayons, Cadoodles, and Caniggles. And here at Crayons, Cadoodles, and Caniggles, we just love to sell our kids crayons so they can draw all they want their hearts out. They can draw a bunch of hearts. They can even draw a heartbreaking. They can draw a butterfly or a butterfly snaking. They can draw anything they want and just let out their creativity. Because who needs nature when you have a crayon? Hi, and welcome back to the third episode of A2Z. We've just finished up our interview with Deborah Cleaning, a librarian, slash witch, slash possible Luddite at the Ann Arbor Public Library. This town is full of culture. Absolutely. Speaking of which, uh, we'll, we're now switching to our advice segment where we've gotten some great Twitter questions um, on our As To Yet Be Mentioned Twitter handle. Mm. Um, Got a lot of alt right people tweeting at us too. But yeah, not good. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're, we're not, not into it. it. Yeah, um, and we know we're cucks. <laughs> you gotta stop saying it. I know I'm a cuck. I've I've always enjoyed that label, and and I don't really feel insulted when people online call me that. That being said, <laughs> let's switch back to uh, let's switch back to this advice segment. Yeah. Um, first question is from uh, Bobby J. Oh, I hope it's not Bobby Jindal. No. My wife of 37 years left me, and I'm looking for a new fling. Where should I look? Who should I turn to? Oh, I, I can answer that one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, come right over to the library. Um, Deborah, are you single? I am very much single. And there are a lot of single people who spend most of their time at the library because what else is better to do than immerse yourself in literature about people who are in love and avoid being in love. Yeah, I feel like if you were in a fulfilling relationship, why would you be in a library? Exactly, you know? Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. For like, why would you waste your time mm -hmm. reading, in a library, reading... Consuming culture. Right. If you could just... Anyone that yourself. knows anything about books, TV, movies, and film has to be painfully single. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's too much knowledge for too little purpose. I agree. So... Hey, Bobby, come on over to the library. You might meet me. You might meet another fella. You might meet another fellow. Mm. You never know. This next question is from Ruth B. Is Ann Arbor straying further and further from God? Um, I'll take this one. Uh, actually, the answer scientifically is yes. Uh, the planet is moving a little bit further away from... Um, Heaven. Uh, cats out of the bag. Colob. The Mormon heaven. I see. Um, a little bit each day. And uh, technically, our Ann Arbor is physically moving further and further away from God. 
Also, have I not mentioned my Mormonism? I I hadn't heard of it yet. Well, but that's I probably won't ever come up again. So we'll see. I also well, want to weigh in on this question. <clears throat> I do believe we are straying pretty far from God's light, just because there is a witch demon a possessed demon. dog in this room and a witch. I um, feel like. Stop acting confused, Frederico. You know what you are. No. You silly boy. Man, if I didn't love doing bits with you so much, I'd be more scared than I am right now. Mm -hmm. He's going to try and eat me later. Cool. Uh, Yeah, so... um, The demon dog and the witch... Definitely further from God. Yeah, for sure. Also, there was just an eclipse this summer, and that is just another way of God saying, I'm going to block you out from my life. This is a quick little breakup. <laughs> but um, they Actually, had like a, a little breakup, but you know that if you break up with someone, even just for a little bit, you're never going to completely heal. So I think we moved a bit further from God. Funny story about the eclipse. I was out uh, adventuring in the forest while the eclipse happened and I was captured by an enemy tribe and I was <laughs> managed to convince them that I was a god um, by telling them that the sun would go out at this time. And uh, they completely... And you were right over the eclipse line. Like, like yeah. it was a full eclipse? Right. I was in Iowa. <laughs> the tribe in Iowa? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they were, they were, a, they were a whole bunch of... Uh, alt-right people and they clearly had no clue that there was an eclipse coming so I managed to convince them I was some kind of god damn so have you brought us closer to god then? um are you? I mean some people think I'm a god but let's move past that yeah looking to unload a new litter of kittens where do people go to adopt here? well I found this dog in someone's yard and it has made my life a living hell so Go to... Charlie's house and drop the kittens off there. I'm sure he'd be more than willing to take them in. No, go to the Humane Society. You know, uh, do a good thing. Rescue. Don't steal animals ever. You know, I actually... Seeing as that we're in a town filled with students, a lot of them just think it's cool to get a pet for Mm -hmm. a couple years. Just go over and knock on some doors. Hey... Go can you take go care ask, of this? Hey, can I, don't I care. Um, can I take your cat when you graduate? What what? It's that simple. What's that, Frederico? Oh. Um, okay, Frederico is telling me, and I will begrudgingly share this with the audience. I'm amazed that you can communicate with your dog now. It seems like you formed some kind of mental connection. Oh yeah, no, he's inside my head all the time. Uh, he says that um, he. Always loves sacrifices. And if you ever want to bring the kittens over to my home, 1107 Catherine Street, mm-hmm. he'll take them off your hands. Mm. And he'll turn them into people? Wow. Interesting. Mm. Huh. What a character. I've been turning in cans at the Kroger for a few years now, and I love Michigan's can return program. What else should I be allowed to return or recycle for money? Um, that question comes to us from uh, Mark S. People. You should be able to return and recycle people. Mm. Hear me out here. Someone in your life, like your best friend, being... Toxic. Toxic. A bad friend. Mm-hmm. Telling you that your diet is 
killing your kidneys. Mm-hmm. Telling you that you look like an orangutan. Yeah, just telling stuff you like that. that. You can only eat orange and Rogaine. Yeah, no, telling whatever. you that uh, you need to get out of your current living situation. Yeah, other specific things like that. You can just take your friend to like a, a little place, you know, like a little a little plant. Give your best friend. They give you a new best friend. Switch out best friends. I, I have something that I would love to return. Mm-hmm. So I hate paying my utility bill. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to return the toilet water. Mm-hmm. Um, also sink and shower water along with like the residue from the air conditioner. Just everything that I'm paying for. I, I, I could get some money back on that. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Charlie's business brain is tinkering away. Tinkering away. Well, if there's one thing I wish that I'd be able to return somewhere, it would be books to the library, but I've never returned one in my life. Mostly because you can't leave with them. Because what happens at the library stays at the library. Doesn't it? Good boys, guys. No, not you, Frederico. You are a very bad boy. He says he's going to hurt me for that later. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, last question comes to us from uh, Julian S. Best daycare in Ann Arbor. Um, oh, definitely the one on Washtenaw called Day Caress. I, uh, Day I'm, Caress? Is that a mas- I'm pretty sure that's a massage parlor. Yeah, they, they take the kids and they, they just caress them. They masseuse them all day long. Those kids they are so them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> tomato tomato. Those kids no, it's, it's pronounced massage. Alright. Massage massage tomato tomato. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Tomato. You say tomato, tomato. I'll say tomato tomato. Tomato. You say tomato tomato. I'll say tomato tomato. Alright, guys. I feel like we've gotten away a little bit from the original. Part. You're right, you're right. They massage these kids all day long and their bodies are just so limber that they can never hurt themselves. Loose. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd have to say um, the best daycare in Ann Arbor, and, and take this with a grain of salt because I, I actually don't have children, but I think the best day, daycare in Ann Arbor is just um, putting them right in the middle of uh, the I Detroit die. Public Airport. Oh. Um, they have tons of space. Not the no shitty one, terminal, no, the Delta no. Terminal. The Delta, the Delta, the Delta yeah, Terminal. And no one can hurt them because the, the TSA is there. Because the TSA right. And if they're, what, they're like the two, piano, three years old, and right? The they're water so, fountain. They have so much to play. And you meet so many train. different kinds of people. They have, you meet they so have, many different kinds of people. They have so many different places for them to eat. That's also. right. So buy your tickets a plane. Buy your kids a plane ticket, but use uh, whatever the one further abstracted piece of skip lagged would be, because you're not getting on that plane one bit. There's also like a a, um, a boarding pass thing that you can get for your children where. They can't board the plane, but they can go all the way up to the gate. Wow. That might be the most economical choice. Did you hear that? If you're a poor parent, don't buy your kids a plane ticket. Just drop them off at the airport for the day. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for such a wonderful episode. Thank you to Deborah. Thank you to uh, Frederico. And uh, thank you so much to my co-host, Charlie. All right. And thanks to our presenting sponsor, the crayon crayon crayons, place. Canoo- crayons, canoodling, canoodling. Oh, you know them? I do my kegels I, there. I did, yeah. You do your kegels you at You do crayons. kegels at crayons? Wow. You could do them anywhere, you know that? What? Yeah, it's... Oh my there. gosh, I wish someone had told me. Well, time to sign off? All right, well, we're going to sign off with our... 
classic sign-off, and we're all going to say it together. Yep. Happy birthday, Jeannie. Happy birthday, Jeannie. It's Jeannie and Accounting's birthday. We love you, Jeannie. Shout out. Bye. Love you. Said, I'm all these thoughts running around in my head.